Welcome into episode number 21 of the Pinewood Perspective. We have a good episode in store for you guys this week. We got divisional weekend. We're going to be recapping that. Was it the best football weekend ever? I'm sure some will say yes. I'm sure Brett will say no. Um, head coaching hires. Matt Eberflis is in Chicago. Nathaniel Hackett to Denver. Is Byron Leftwich the next domino to fall? We will find out. And then uh, we're going to break down championship weekend. And then we're going to get into our football questions. I'm Will G. I'm B. White. Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. into the Pinewood perspective. Uh, how was your guys' weekend? All right, we'll start with you. You know, right now, I'm a little sick. Um, Packers lost. And these days are just running together, so it's it's kind of eh. This man's straight popping pills right now. Sounds like dog shit. He's, if you guys can see him right now, he's got the full beard going. Definitely hasn't shaved since the Packers lost. He's just going through it right now. Hey, well, he's on the show. He's here. Going up to work. I'm here, man. Justin, how about you? I love it, man. Um, you know, Brett, hopefully you feel better, man. But uh, I love it. I fucking love it. The Packers lost. I, I what was it? I went one for uh what one for four this weekend, but I was I've never been so happy to be wrong about these predictions like this was a great weekend great football and uh i enjoyed it man i enjoyed it great weekend great weekend i went on four i had titans packers bucks and the bills so i i didn't win a single game after Damn. i had a good i had a good wild card weekend i went five and one justin i know that you went six and oh but you know i was still proud of my five and one and then i go oh and four like it's just the gods turning on me and, you know, Brett's probably going to walk away with a bag, another bag from me, because he had uh, Chiefs and Rams in the Super Bowl, and those two might be pairing up together. And uh, that'd be another $50 out of me. And, of course, my bucks and my bills, you know, they didn't come. To, and I'm just upset that the wagons can't be circled. There's no more circling of the wagons. Oh, great. Rodgers and Brady rematch got canceled. You know, I was really looking forward to that out of the NFC. But I will say I'm excited about Matt Stafford. I really hope that he can get a chance at a ring uh, just to, you know, etch his name even a little bit more into greatness because I feel like his name hasn't been etched in there enough. Uh, But I feel like the biggest takeaway from this weekend was, one, it's either the best – it might be the best football weekend ever. And, two, we're back here once again on the overtime rules. And that's where I'm going to start off the podcast. Overtime rules, folks. Change them or keep them? Keep them. No, uh, change them. Absolutely change them. <laughs> it was <laughs> – we didn't even need it. We didn't get an explanation there, Brett. I know I know that you – me and you have talked about this in the past, and I was excited to hear Justin answers because I don't think me and Justin have gotten into this yet. Brett, I know you're uh, – you want to win the game, make a stop. Yeah, I mean – why are we so I don't I, I don't feel like overtime rules should be um such a big thought because you know they've already been shifted. I like the way that they had, you know, because they hadn't always been the way that they are now. They made the the field goal adjustment, which I think is good. But I mean, you should never want to go to overtime anyways. So you know, if if you're just if you're just making it to where you think it all needs to be more equal because it's too dependent upon the coin toss. To me, it's to me, I don't know. I just see it as don't, don't go to overtime. And you know, when you have it, when you have it the way it is and you're like, Oh, well, the coin toss leaves it up to chance. You know um, I think that just gives more of a incentive to go for it during regulation, you know? Um, like a hardball, if you if you got the opportunity to tie the game, and you know 
um, the other offense is rolling, you might want to go for two to put it away. And in some situations, teams don't have the opportunity to do that. But that's just how the game has um, shaken out. So, I mean, I, I totally understand both sides of the argument, but um, I don't know. I, I just like how it is. Okay. Justin, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, well, a couple of things. So, first off, I got, I got a quick, quick question. So, I want to know, guys, um, who do you think is the better team? The better Bills team? The Bills are the Chiefs. Who, who, okay. Who, who's the better team? Um, I'm gonna answer your question. I'll say it's it's really tough. I don't I don't know if it. I, I think you can give either answer, but I see where you're going with this, and my answer to that will be the better team doesn't always win. Right. Okay. So, um, your answer, please. I'm um, I'm gonna go with. I I don't know. I mean, they're they're both really good. They're both really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, both really good. Yeah, I mean, they're they they probably have each the top like if I'm gonna say Pat Mahomes has the edge on Allen right now, but I I mean I'll totally not disagree with you if you want to say Allen because Allen's definitely better on his legs, harder to bring down, but um I'll give the Chiefs the edge on the weapons, um and defensively I mean the Bills. They seem to be more of a solid defensive squad. But with how Kansas City's been playing lately, um, their defense is right up there as well. So, I mean, like last week, you know, I think I did say the Bills, but I've said this before. If we want to make evaluations week by week, they're going to change all the time. So, you know, I think last week I said the Bills were probably the better team, but you want to ask me this week, I'd, I'll say the Chiefs. And, I mean, that's really fair to say, especially when they're the team still alive. I mean, the Chiefs just went down the field twice like it was nothing. It's hard not to say the Chiefs right now, especially, obviously, like Brett says, it's going to change week to week based off of performance. And, I mean, they went down the field and got into field goal range on two plays on a, on right. a, on a good Bills defense. It's hard So did the So did that. the Bills, though, as well. But I mean, yeah. So- Go ahead, Will. I mean, yeah, but I'm talking 13 seconds. It was like cakewalk. Like they just had that bam cakewalk. Like the Bills went, the Bills were driving. And like I feel like it's definitely they're all <laughs> toe and toe, in my opinion. Probably the two most probably the two best offenses in the league, arguably, just based off of, you know, getting down the field and doing it quick. You know, Green Bay's up there as well. Um, but I mean, just I mean. It was fucking unreal. 13 seconds. I'm like, Josh Allen's got it in the bag. Bill's got this in the bag. I mean, I'm up screaming QB1, baby. That's my guy. Circle the wagons. And then, I mean, you always say, you know, there is what's too much time for Aaron Rodgers? What's too much time for Pat Mahomes? Because now we've got 13 seconds, bam, infield goal range. We're going to OT. I think the the Bills totally deserve to lose that game, bro. I mean, they, I mean what – there you just how you see some teams play in the when when the game comes down to that and you know hindsight's 2020 but correct me if i'm wrong but weren't they defending the sideline weren't the bills defending the sideline the 13 um, seconds defending Ooh, the like i mean the, the chiefs had two timeouts but they literally let Tyree Kill and Kelsey run seams right up the middle i mean the Hill was a dump off, but Kelsey was a direct seam up the middle, a little one step out right up the middle. Like, why are you defending the sideline? If they're going to, they're going to get out of bounds or they're going to call a timeout. Like either no, way. You gotta defend the field there. You got to defend the whole field with, especially with timeout. I mean, I'd have to probably go back and look at it. Um, especially with like an all 22 angle. I have no, I, I mean, that really, I wasn't really checking it. You know, I just did. Game was just like a kind of a blur to me. I couldn't tell you right now they're defending the sideline. All I know is that. I mean, yeah, we can talk about overtime rules and how the Bills should have got a chance, but let's not forget that all they literally needed to do was not let a team get a field goal. I do. I do want to hear what you what where you're going with this, though, Justin. Yeah. So, well, what I wanted to say was, so you said the Bills 
Um, Brett, you said that, that that can obviously change. Would you say, Will, Chiefs, Bills? Probably the Chiefs. Probably the Chiefs. Does that change? So, so suppose we're going to overtime, Bills get the ball, they go down the field, score. Does your answer change? Yes or no? Either one of these. Answer change or you sticking with them? Mm. I mean, yeah. that's – well, if you want to say – who was the who was the better team tonight? Like obviously whoever whoever wins the game earns the title of they were the better team tonight. But you know, if you're talking about the better team overall, that goes back to what I was saying, like the better team doesn't always win, you know. I mean, yeah, to an extent though. I mean, the better team, I mean, a team can win, like you said, the better team don't always win. I mean, it could be some some missed calls or something like that, right? So that can vary. But what I want to say was I feel like if the overtime rules was changed and both teams got a chance to touch the football and we got to, cause I, I got a few scenarios of how I think the, uh, the overtime rules could be better. This wouldn't be a question. We wouldn't know right. exactly. It's nothing that, that, that you can argue with. And like you said, the best team does not always win. That also don't make it right though. I mean, right. you know what I'm saying? You can have different opinions. I see what and, you're saying. You'll, it'll yeah. be, there, there'll be no doubts. It'll be no, no doubt. doubts at both the end of the game. Got a chance to touch the ball. Both, we got to see what both defenses did. Cause you're going to, you're going to, somebody going to always be able to argue. Well, if the Bills would have got the ball, they would have went down the field and we'll view this totally different. So I just think it's different ways. And, and I also think it's better for the fans. It's better for us as consumers. We get to see more good football. We get a definite answer on who the best team is. And I mean, you don't, nobody leaves without a doubt. Okay. This team, whether it's for, this one game or, you know what I'm saying? This is no doubt and nobody's head who the best team was. And I think if the overtime rules had a different, a few, a few little tweaks to it, I think that's what we could, uh, that'd be our reality. Yeah. I like that. And I totally see your point, but the way I see it is if you want to be that better team, no doubt, you can't let it get to overtime, you know, yeah, like, that's, like that's letting tough. it get that far is where it's like, okay, you guys are both very good and have gone at it for four quarters, so now it's overtime, and this is what it is. It's no more – you don't get your four quarters to prove it all. You had it. Neither team could do it, so now it's coming to this, and that's what it is. I like, I like, I like, I like both sides, and I kinda, I'm kind of like in a situation where I'd say, like, both of you are right. Like, it, like there's no really, like, wrong answer to this. I feel like looking at something like – there's like extremists when it comes to overtime rules on Twitter, especially in the playoffs. Like, Oh my God, like college type shit, like seven OTs, like fuck out of here with that. Like I can, I, that that's where I lean towards. You had four quarters to prove it. Fuck. Right. Like you don't, you don't get your seven chances here. Like, <laughs> like we can go all night. Nah, you want to win the game. You had your, your head, you had your chance in four quarters. Like now nah, it's time to nut up and shut up. But I do think, you know, it's just, it just doesn't give the game justice to not let Josh Allen at least tie it up. I think it's two possessions, no matter what happens on the first possession, would be the only correct overtime change. You Bills go down there and put up seven. Bills get a chance to go down there and put up seven. Chiefs put up three. Either Bills can win it with seven or tie it up with three. And then after that, it's back to square one. Next score wins. That's the only change I'd give it. Only change. I also – but there's, there's cons to that too, man. And – you know, there's also in certain in other situations, there's there's pros to um, to just just li little different situations like, OK, let's say if if I get the ball first and I go down and score a touchdown, which would normally win the game. Now I got to give the ball to Josh Allen, who gets an opportunity to score a touchdown. But since we already scored a touchdown, he's going to get four down to do it every time. Like the Chiefs aren't going to go for it on fourth and 15 from the 40 when they got to score a touchdown, but when the chiefs already score a touchdown and the bills know they have to score a touchdown, they can go for it on fourth and 15 and how they tied the game anyways in, or to go ahead was on fourth and 13 to win the game. You know, so it's like they're getting in there. You can do that in regulation, but then when you add that to overtime, it's almost like, yeah, the defense still gave up a touchdown, but now you're getting an extra down to score a touchdown than the Chiefs had done. That's still that's that's just football, though. I mean, that's I think it's gonna always somebody gonna always have a, a little tiny advantage, but that's fair. I mean, if they went down and they scored regardless, suppose okay, they go down the field first, 
the uh, Chiefs and and they um instead of a touchdown, same thing. They get three points, right? The other team, it's I don't know, man. It's, that's but yeah, see, but then you want to then you want to then you want to put it to college. So it's like, oh, the Bills score. Now we gotta let's pull it back. Now the Bills start with the ball because then at that point, it's the only reason we're talking about this is because we got two high-powered offenses and we think that Josh Allen was gonna score. But in that same situation, if the Chiefs get the ball back, like Chiefs score, Bills score. If if the Chiefs are always scoring, the Bills are always gonna be the team with that extra down the entire time, you know, because how they get it. I don't understand what you're saying. How, how was the bills getting uh extra down? Okay. Like, okay. So let's say I'm you're you're Josh Allen and the bills and I'm Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. I get the ball first. Okay. I'm moving down the field. Let's say, or I get the ball to 25. So I'm on, I'm on my own 40 still. If it's fourth and 15, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to punt the ball because if I go for it and don't get it, Ball's at the 40, you get five yards, you're kicking a field goal, the game's over, right? So let's say I score on that drive. Now the Bills are score or are trying to score, and they have their possession to score with the new overtime rules. If they have a fourth and 15, there's no doubt about what they're doing. Because okay. you know, they, they have, and if you would continue to, you know, keep going back and forth unless you throw the college overtime rules where whoever got the ball first gets the ball second. And then you want to play off, but that's why I just like how it's line it up. I sure. see. I think I think that's just fair. I think, like I said, somebody gonna always have a, a slight advantage. I think that's <laughs> fair. Football, and honestly, I'd rather take that than Josh Allen just not getting a chance to touch the ball at all. I'd rather take, you know, what I'm saying somebody had a small advantage than him just not getting a chance to, you know, what I'm saying? that's just me. Though. I mean, I guess it's it's, it's all up. Opinionated, but you know. Oh yeah, I see both sides of it for sure. Both yeah, sides of it for sure. I feel you. Know, yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those things that I just can't see changing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, is like, you only hear about it in situations like this. Like, not every team is gonna, is not every team is is Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Like, exactly. like we've seen plenty of times. You know, it just it just hurts that the Bills had to go out that way, and it's right. it's definitely the situ- the only situation that would bring bring it to you know want to want to be changed well i love what josh allen said in his post-game press conference is like do you think the rules need to be changed he was like nah he was like because if it was the other way around we wouldn't be bitching like yeah and and and, i mean let's let's think about two teams that are complete trash um and they don't score at all in the fourth quarter then we start talking about oh we need to change the overtime rules we can't have no ties. We got to play it out till somebody scores. Well, the only reason that right. situation comes is when nobody scores, <laughs> you know? So that's true. it's always going to be something that sparks the change. But, you know, I, I, I talked, I said it earlier this week, like, you know, you, winning a Super Bowl, man, it's just, it takes some luck. You know, you can have the best team, but it, it takes some luck. Mm-hmm. And with having the 13 second drive and, getting the field goal and getting the touchdown in overtime. That's just something I, I just see that's, that's in the part of the playoff run of a Super Bowl winning team. But two trash teams also wouldn't be in the playoffs either. Like if y'all don't win, fuck it, y'all just both lose. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like if not it's the trash, fight, but like, Raiders, Raiders win. and Chargers, Raiders and Chargers. Oh, see, Very that's close. different. That's different. See, yeah, these rules would apply to them too. You know, two kind of good teams, you know, kind of interesting. You know, you want to see a shootout. You want to see, I, I just feel like we got jipped the more good football. I do that's hate the tie, though. I fucking hate ties. If like, that game tied, if that game tied, I guarantee you, especially Steeler fans, because you know, Bill fans are really hard behind the change the overtime rule right now. Think about the Steeler fans that would be saying, oh, we got to change the overtime rule. There can't be no ties. You know, exactly. that would that would have been the narrative heavily. Yeah. Sure. All right. We spent hella time on the OT change. That I mean, was good, though. That was good. It was good. We broke it down well. We gave all our good opinions. Uh, last question uh, for that game. Uh, do you guys think it was the greatest game ever that you've ever watched? Uh, I mean, it was really good. I mean, I feel like I see the greatest game ever every year, so – 
We'll just wait till next year. It was a great game. It's just like my greatest game ever ends with like a 28-24 score. I need that. I need that mix of offense and defense. I need lockdown D, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I need points. Like I Mm -hmm. need hard earned drives. I need hard earned drives. Hey, well, go ahead, Justin. No, oh, I was just gonna say. I think um, as far as greatest game ever, I kind of feel how how Brett feel. It's always one of them every year. that's definitely top three. I think the one that keep coming to my mind is uh, I think it was 2018 and 19, the Rams and the Chiefs. Yeah. That 50, yeah, that one kind of just keep coming to my mind. And, and probably one of those Brady and uh Manning matchups. I can't uh, put my finger on it, but one of those matchups as well. But uh those ones that, that kind of keep coming coming into my to my mind. But uh definitely top three. That's definitely yeah, top three. I, I thought about that uh Rams and Chiefs game as well. Because when Will was talking about he needed a little bit of mix of defense in there, there was some defensive touchdowns scored in that it game. It was that, 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 that and I, I want to say maybe two or three. The, I know the Rams. That was and the Chiefs. That was exciting. Touchdowns. That 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 wasn't exciting. It was this last game was probably my most exciting game. And Justin, I think you had the score right, except it was flipped. You had the Bills. I'm pretty sure you said 42-36 when you put mm. your prediction. Because I, I, I do have a high score. I remember the winner was 42. I just can't remember what the, the – I thought he said in the 50s. No, he said – because I said 38-32, no, and I was like, damn, that's a high score. And, and Justin won up me like 42-36 or some shit like that. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> but uh, let's get to the rest of the weekend games. Joe Cool slays the Titans. Uh, Jimmy G and the Packers was a great game. And then uh, Bucks Rams. I mean, talk about a comeback only for Tom Brady to fall short and maybe his final career game ever. Uh, what would you guys say uh, was your opinion on the rest of those games? I definitely think that the Bills and the Chiefs had like the lasting impact, you know, definitely on the weekend, especially it being the last game, being the most recent game. But uh, let's start with uh, Packers Niners, Brett. Uh, you were at the game. Kind of give us your rundown. Um, Man. So Green Bay started off hot. Um, I, I, I thought it was Green Bay all the way, especially after that first drive. Um, when I was thinking about how the game, how Green Bay had to win the game, I thought we got to get the ball and we got to score. We got to play with the lead because uh, everyone knew, you know, San Fran was going to try to run the ball and keep it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. And, um, you know, they got the second on their Green Bay second drive. They were moving the ball. And a Mercedes Lewis fumble. After that fumble, Rodgers had only completed, well, with he completed 20 passes, one to Mercedes Lewis, which he fumbled, another one to Lazard, and his 18 other completions were to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, which, looking back on that, that's just not going to be enough. Uh, need to get more people involved. And, yeah, you know, I, I thought – I thought it felt like it was Green Bay's way. Green, the game was going Green Bay's way the whole time, and um, the special teams let it slip away, and the offense could never get in a groove. So what was, was what was the stadium like? To watch, but when was that? What was that stadium like when the black punt happened? I mean, we're talking um, four minutes left. Green Bay's up seven. San Francisco hasn't done shit offensively. You have to be thinking at this point, like. I mean, they're going to need a great drive, which they only put up. Oh, I mean, no, personally. And I mean, you know, whether whether the other team's not doing anything or not, if when it's a seven point game, everyone's on their seat, regardless if they've scored a touchdown all game or not. All it takes. So everyone was everyone was, you know, still still into it, especially when uh, I mean, the game was tight the whole time. The whole time. But, um, you know, I don't know. It it was just kind of – it was – it still – still everyone was just kind of in shock, like like probably like, you know, a lot of like boos or whatever. But um, I think everyone still thought that Green Bay was going to move the ball down the field and score. That's just not what happened. Um, I got out of there before the kick. I knew what was going to happen. Oh, shit. You didn't even watch the kick? No, no, I didn't. Didn't even watch the kick. Wow. As soon as as soon as Debo Samuel 
had gotten the first down, I was out of there. And that was the that was right. And right. when I was walking out, I was I actually when I got to the bottom, I did try to re-enter because I was like, damn, what if he does miss the kick? This is gonna be overtime. This is gonna be awesome. But they didn't let me. So I kept walking, didn't hear any noise, silent night. So I figured what happened. My phone, my phone was dead, so I couldn't look it up. Dude, I was wondering but, what the fuck was going on. I was texting you. I was like, bro, send me some videos. I need some. But then yeah, about like 10 minutes later, you start hearing a couple Aaron Rodgers sucks. So <laughs> I I figured what what happened. No way. I can't believe you did stick with a kick. I mean, I would have maybe not watched. I would have maybe been on my way out the building, but I would have been like. But my dad, I went with my dad and uh, my dad said that I jinxed. I jinxed us because it hit me on the way down there. When we were driving down there, I told him, I'm like, we because we went back in forget the year. You probably know it, but uh, it was Brett Favre's last season. Oh, we went, we went to a game. Yeah, we went to a game and it happened to be his last year. We didn't, we didn't know it was going to be his last year right then. But then when we were driving down there now, I'm like, dude, we might be seeing Aaron Rodgers last game in a Packer uniform. Brett Favre's. Oh, drive. Oh, to Green right. Bay. Oh. For this game so, to San Francisco. I was like, we might be seeing Aaron Rodgers last game in a Packer uniform. Oh, did and, that comment piss off? No he, no, he, I mean, he, he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers as much as I do, but oh, really? But yeah, that that might be the reality. Who knows? But yeah, you know the game. The game sucked. Is one of the uh, um, biggest letdowns, biggest uh, embarrassing losses in Green Bay history. I'd say um, special teams heavily at fault, and um, you know Aaron Rodgers. He he played like average but he played average for all quarterbacks you know we're talking about the mvp um one of the greatest quarterbacks ever he played bad you know he underperformed and the game's on him especially when the defense and special teams combined only gives up a touchdown uh you you gotta you gotta expect your offense to do more than that and they came up short yeah 100 percent um the rest of the you know there's there's many teams that would you know a lot of people like to shit on want to shit on Rodgers and you know you can but there's there's plenty teams that would take a 20 for 29 225 yards mistake free game you know but the bears not enough (laughs) that's not enough (laughs) yeah exactly coming out of Aaron Rodgers he just didn't get the job done you know he he was average for quarterbacks and he's not an average quarterback like you said he's one of the greatest ever played the game (laughs) Uh, I will say, uh, as a Bear fan, it was uh, it was nice, and it's sad that we have to go through this every single year being our favorite game. Our favorite game being when the Packers lose in the playoffs. I'm getting sick of it. I just like, obviously, I never want to see Aaron Rodgers get another ring. But if he did, I'd be like, like I feel like it'd just be like, hopefully, light a fire. Like, I just feel like Bear fans are just like, oh yeah. Packers lose again in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Great season. And I'm just like, sitting here like, like, are you I, like you happy? Like, I think we got to eliminate that narrative, though. We got to eliminate that. Like, you shouldn't feel bad about feeling happy about that. Like, you know, Packer fans, you know, they'd and and I used to do this at the time, you know, like start bagging on bagging on the Bear fans for getting happy that the Packers lose. But the fact is that. As soon as some tides change and, you know, if the Bears find themselves in the, in, the, in the playoffs and they lose and the Packers were already at home, I'm going to be one of the happiest motherfuckers too. So <laughs> we're, just, we're just not there yet, you know? Oh, yeah. So all these Packer fans are shooting themselves in the foot because, you know, they're complaining about all that, but they're going to be doing the same damn shit when the time comes around. No, I, I, definitely, I definitely get that. So don't just, feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. It just gets old. You're tired of doing it. I'm tired of doing it. I want them to be rooting for us to lose. I'm I'm sick of like right. it just seems like Bears fans just you want to like, be the bad guy. Like they're just like content. You know, they're just like, yeah, you know, 
we suck, but the Packers aren't walking away with the Super Bowl. Like, whatever. Like, or, like fuck that. I want to I wanna be that team that Green Bay is doing. I want to be them. I want to be that team that they're rooting for us to lose. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I don't feel bad ever about rooting for the Packers to lose. I'll do it for the rest of my life. And it was funny because my dad always says, like, you know, in the 90s, I felt bad. Like, in the early 90s, late 80s, he felt bad for Green Bay. Like, you guys were the Lions. You never made the playoffs, and the Bears were there year after year after year. He's like, I felt bad for Green Bay. He's like, they could go 0-16 for the rest of my entire life. And he was like, there wouldn't be an ounce of sorriness in my entire body for that organization. Like, he was like, I always will I will always regret feeling bad for the Packers in the late 80s and the 90s. He was like, because Minnesota was our rival. Minnesota was the good team. It was just us in Minnesota. He's like, I'll, you'll never catch me feeling sorry for that franchise ever again. He goes, I want pain and torture for them my whole life. <laughs> I mean, this man is 56. He's been, he, when he turned 26 years, 55, he was 25 when Brett Favre became a Green Bay Packer. This man, 30, over half of his lifetime, he's been getting shit on by Green Bay. He, he said, like, he's like, there'll never be a time in my life where I ever feel sorry for that fucking organization again. He goes, I wish nothing but pain to their franchise. Like, there's, there's still time to turn the tide, man. There's still time. Yeah, we thought we had it turned in 18. It's not It's not turned, and I want to see progress. Speaking of uh, turning up the tides, let's get into some head coach hires. Ibrafluss is to Chicago. Uh, Brett's boy, Hackett, is going to Denver. Um, I'd bet money left, which goes to Jacksonville. Everyone thought it was a done deal two nights ago. It wasn't. He's got an interview with New Orleans coming up now that Sean Payton's out. Uh, let me give you guys a little background. If you guys haven't read my article on Eberflus and his offensive coordinator potentials, uh, check that out. But uh, Eberflus, uh, 4-3 is back in Chicago. We have not had the 4-3 since the departure of Lovey Smith. Actually, Trestman's defense ran a 4-3, I believe, the first year in uh, Chicago. But we haven't had it in, you know, over seven seasons now. We haven't had the 4-3. So 4-3 is back in Chicago. Um, comes from Indianapolis defensive coordinator. They have had a top 10 defense three out of the last four seasons. They've been top 10 in turnovers uh, all four years. There's his defensive coordinator. And I think that's something that Chicago has been craving since the departure of Vic Fangio is turnovers. You know, defense has been solid. Yeah. But we're not turning the ball over like we usually do. And that's only going to, it's only going to benefit Justin Fields. It's only going to benefit the offense. We all thought, Mitch Trubisky was our franchise quarterback, but when you look back at the end of the day, when they had the second most turnovers by a defense in an entire decade, there's a reason the offense was clicking. Like, they had turnovers. Like, we talked about it with the Cowboys this year. Cowboys had hella turnovers. Offense was money. So, uh, Iberflus to Chicago. Let me hear your guys' opinions on what happened to Hackett. Um, I think Iberflus sounds like a sneeze. Um <laughs> But uh, speaking of defense, one thing that I got to say about it that you'll probably like to hear is, um, you know, I don't I don't this opinion probably doesn't carry too much weight because it's not like I've studied how he was in the in the three, four defense. But I do know that there's two middle linebackers. And with what I know about Roquan's skill set, I feel like putting him in the four, three is just going to elevate his play. I feel like he's just got more responsibility and will have, you know, more um, – he'll, he'll just be be involved more, I feel like. And he he already heavily is, but, I mean, if you just think about it, you got you got two middle linebackers, now it's changing to one, and you're just putting some more, more tanks in the middle, I guess you could say. But, you know, I mean, 4-3, four, 3-4, three, three, four, it's not like – you know, they still throw a lot of different looks and different fronts, but um, I do, I'm expecting Roquan Smith to even take, take another step up or level up from what he has been doing. And maybe on the way to getting uh, some of the recognition that you've been saying he's deserved for a while now. Exactly. Like, I feel like you, we look, we've seen it. We, we watched fucking Brian Erlacher, do what he did in the four three in Lovey's four three defense, which 
Eberflus is pretty much going to be running. He runs a lot of Tampa too. And, you know, I've been doing some research on what he runs and that's literally what Lovey Smith was in Chicago. Leonard, Leonard was the the guy in, you know, he he's that middle guy in the Colts <laughs> defense who just straight animal, you know? So exactly. And Eberflus. I think, I think that Smith's going to be able to, you know, fit, do exactly what Leonard would not, not exactly, but, you know, do a lot of the same things that Leonard was doing in Indianapolis. hundred percent. They brought over um, their linebacker coach as well. And they were both there from the start of Darius Leonard. So he's bringing over his linebackers coach. I, I can only see Roquan just, just fucking doing tremendous things in this defense. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talks about who Chicago is going to be. I mean, Justin, what's your opinion on it? I want to hear your. Um, yeah, so uh, Eber Fluss, never heard of him. I just, I just, I'm not, I'm not going to like shit on him because I don't know him. And this can go like either way. I think I know, all, all I know about him is that he is a defensive mind. And historically, I mean, we've had great defenses and it's always been the offense that we've been trying to, you know, focus on and improve. But as far as Eberflus, I think we should just focus on, um, first off, I I think it's it's much better candidates out there. Um, And it's hard to just say, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to just trust the Bears because, you know, it's not like we got a lot to go off of as far as them like hitting on things like this. So they haven't been pretty good on hitting on head coaches, obviously. So um, hard to trust them, hard to be excited about it. But I just hope that uh, we get the right offensive coordinator. I think we need to focus on uh, getting the right coordinator, offensive minded guy to really just uh, bring out Justin Fields' abilities. Hopefully he knows how to use them and, uh, you know, We'll see what happens, but um, yeah, I'm not 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 happy about this. I'm not. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's one of those just kind of you got to wait and see. And um, this could be this 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 good. It's it's not the worst thing in it. I'm in a in the world. I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I'm just I, don't know. I I get that. Like at the end of the day, really, none of us know shit. Like results talk more than anything. We could all sit here and say, "Oh my god, I love the hire. This is an amazing hire." Or I hate the hire. This hire sucks. Why didn't we go offense? At the end of the day, we don't know. Like results are going to be the telltale, especially with him being inexperienced as a head coach. This is his first time. So it's even more, uh, you know, do all tell all kind of situation. Like we don't know. But at first I will say I was disappointed. Obviously I feel like, you know, the modern NFL, you love to go with that younger, uh, more modern offensive mindset. And we really didn't go that way, but I, it made me feel better when I kind of just took a look around the league and I seen John Harbaugh with Lamar Jackson. I seen Sean McDermott with Josh Allen, um, Brandon Staley with Justin Herbert. It's not really who's your head coach. It's really who's calling the offense, who's running the offense. Uh, And I feel like there's a lot of good candidates still out there who can turn Justin Fields into that star. And exactly. Like that's that's pretty much the big, you know, the biggest thing about this. Yeah, I love Eberflus to come in here and get us back to that, you know, monsters of the midway defense that we love. But at the same time, if he brings in a play caller, like if he doesn't bring in a good play caller, it's not going to mean shit because we're going to be sitting here in three years with the same situation of looking for a new guy to run our offense. And I think Pep, Pep Hamilton. Uh, Jags passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach is definitely the route that we should we should look into. He's the reason Andrew Luck was Andrew Luck. He was his quarterbacks coach all year at Stanford. They brought him in to run the offense uh, under Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis, where they had the number one offense in the league with most points scored and uh, most yards gained there. So I really feel like there's options out there still that I can be happy about this hire. Um, but yeah, I, you know, like we can sit here and flaunt all day, you know, love the hire, hate the hire results are gonna be the biggest thing from it. Hackett, Denver, Brett, this is uh shiver your timbers a little bit now. I like the move for Denver. Um, I think Hackett, um, from, you know, his time in Jacksonville and, how uh, respected he is 
by the players in Green Bay. It seemed I've heard, yeah, this was a long time coming for him. Uh, they have a lot of a lot of good weapons over there, and um, you know this this could be this could be a great move for Denver. Um, regarding Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it tips the pole any more than it was already. You know, Denver was already a talked about place. Um, I don't think Hackett going there makes him say, oh, I'm definitely going there now. You know, I, I think personally, I would think that um, Rodgers would prefer Pittsburgh over Denver. But, you know, I mean, it, it was his offensive coordinator. So for, for the last couple of years. So, I mean, I think you'd be crazy to say it has no, nothing at all. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything at all for Rogers going to Denver, but I think it means way less than people are trying to make it out to be, you know? Okay. So um, I think it's a good move for Denver overall, just because of how they've been offensively. They still need to handle the quarterback position. Um, I expect them to do pretty well there, especially if they can get that quarterback position fixed this year, whether that's getting a guy like Rogers, Wilson, you know, maybe even like a Jimmy G or a Kirk Cousins or even fixing it in the draft. So we'll see how things shake out. And uh, yeah, with regarding Rogers, you know, I already, I already said it. I like the move for Denver. I do. Um, yeah, it obviously adds a little bit more spice to Rodgers potentially going there and playing. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, even if it's not Rodgers, I think Hackett can get the job right by getting a, a good quarterback, finding a good quarterback. He's seen one play. He's got to spend the last three years watching Aaron Rodgers play. He knows what to look for in a quarterback. And I think Denver should be, should be hyped about the move because yeah, their defense has always been solid. And if they can bring in a good defensive coordinator, uh, I think the, the arrow's only pointing up. In Denver. And they're talking about Fangio staying there. I heard. He's That's what I was going to say. They should just demote him or something, you know, like, I mean, because clearly he can, uh, good defense, a guy. So, yeah. But, you know, I think it all, it all depends, like, on how well respected he is by the players and stuff like that. But just overall, I feel like that just can't be a good move for the culture, you know, like having, all the players there knowing that like this was the head honcho and then now he's not like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that just can't be a great move culture wise. But then again, it's like not everyone's the same, you know, like maybe was really well respected and you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't matter. Just go back to what you said about the respect thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I was a head coach and they were like, hey, you know, we're going to demote you to defensive coordinator, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm going to just bounce. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like my my confidence would be shot. Like, I mean, players, players look at you differently. Like, I can't even really think of a scenario where that's kind of happened, really. It's just weird. It'd be weird. Just, it'd, it'd be really weird. Let's hop into championship weekend. We got uh, Bengals Chiefs rematch. That was an amazing uh, – forget i don't know week 16 something like that that was an amazing week and then uh rams niners brett i'll start with you we'll go bengals chiefs how you feel man um you know i want to say chiefs all the way you know they're playing at home they're patrick mahomes is playing out of his mind right now as he always does in the playoffs um but then again, you know, you can't you can't sleep on Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man. They're a hot team as well. Um, and they beat them in the regular season when they matched up against each other. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. But I'm going with the Chiefs, and I wouldn't be surprised if if this game gets gets kind of ugly. Maybe that's maybe I'm I'm thinking that because of just how how great the football games were last week. And I'm just thinking maybe we, maybe we're going to see a game that's not a one score game here eventually, you know, after every game last week was, but definitely a good game. I'm glad to see, um, you know, I don't think anybody expected the Bengals to 
be where they're at right now, you know, to turn things around so quickly. Seemed like everyone was doubting the Jamar, not everyone, but, you know, there were people doubting the Jamar Chase pick and saying that they need to protect Burrow first. But here they are in the AFC championship game, and, you know, maybe he does get sacked more than others, but I think he's protected enough. So, um, yeah, it's a good game, but if you're asking me who I'm taking, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I probably got to rock with the Chiefs as well. Um, uh, I'd love to see Joe Burrow go in there and beat them. I think it'd be great for the – I think it'd be great for the, you know, turn of the tides. But at the end of the day, it's just after watching the Chiefs play against the Bills, who I thought was the best team in the AFC, uh, I don't see any way of this going the opposite. I don't see any chance of this going the same exact way as it did last time. Uh, I think Chiefs by – I think Chiefs probably by – 10. Yeah, um, I'm also going with the Chiefs. Uh, this was one of the games I was wrong about. Uh, I just didn't expect it, man. I mean, you know, you don't win a playoff game for, what, 30-ish years, and I expected them to win their uh, first playoff game against the Raiders. They almost lost that that uh, Tennessee, so they was kind of lucky to get out of that out of that Tennessee game, considering how many times he got sacked and uh, all those picks that uh, you know uh, Tannehill threw. So uh, they barely got out of it. Nevertheless, they won the game. Uh, they did beat the Chiefs in the regular season towards the end. I just think this is different, man. I think the playoffs and the regular season two different monsters. I don't think Patrick Mahomes, especially like Will said, watching them play last week, is going to let them lose twice in a row to these guys. So um, I also think, once again, that experience thing, like I said, they barely got out of that Tennessee game, but the experience, um, you know, this, this is Zach Taylor's first 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 go at it. You know what I'm saying? This is Joe Burrow's first go at it. Technically, his first season. Um, you know, Jamar Chase, as explosive as he is, I think the experience matters. And I think the Chiefs are built for this. Like I said before, I think they just, they got their mindset right, been here, done that, they know what it takes. And I think ultimately that's going, it's going, it's going to come down to that. And I think, uh, I, I just think the Chiefs got it, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're all rocking the Chiefs here. Rams, Niners, round three. Niners won the first two previous matchups. Uh, I'll be quick and sweet and short here. It's hard to beat the three teams twice. I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams as well. And you said, um, you know, the, the Niners already beat them twice. I'm pretty sure the Niners has a, have actually won the last six games. Yeah. So, yeah, they have. you know, if if the Rams don't win this game, they're just sad. That's 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 all I got to say. Sad. And they've made so many moves to get to this point and to get to the Super Bowl. It'd be just a total shot in the foot to get eliminated by the team that has beat you the last six times too. So I'm rocking with the Rams and not only, you know, do I think they're going to win, I'm just really hoping they do. Cause you know, got that a uh, preseason bet with Will G that'd be nice to cash in on. So I'm rocking with the Rams. Yeah. Rams, my Super Bowl pick. Uh, I think the pass rush takes over. I think uh, Trent Williams a little banged up too. So, We'll see. But I think uh last game they beat him without Trent Williams, right? If I'm not mistaken. So uh we'll see. But um I think that pass rush is massive. Uh I know the last two games, uh Matthew Stafford threw two picks in each. So uh, I think uh Rams got it, man. I'm gonna go with the Rams. That's like I said, it's my Super Bowl pick. I just I think the only way that they lose this game, if they, if the Rams lose this game, it's gonna be because of Matthew Stafford and those picks. I'm telling you, we're gonna we we're gonna come back next week. And that's going to be the reason. I'm telling you, that's if they lose the game. But if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on the Rams 100%. And, uh, yeah, that's why I'm putting my money at this weekend. Yeah, I needed him to throw one against the Bucks. I would have won 200 bucks, but he didn't. Fucking asshole. <laughs> me off. All right, football questions. You know how it rolls. Um, we ask a football question. None of us have any pre-knowledge of what it is. And uh, the other two got to answer it with their opinions. Uh, I'm going to start off this week. I'm going trivia. Uh, I liked what Justin did last week with some trivia, so I'm going to pull a trivia question out for y'all. Um, only player that is a non-quarterback to win two NFL MVPs. Uh, 
Uh, I'm thinking a receiver. Man. I don't um, know if it was two, but it was multiple. He won more than one. Only non-quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to say Barry Sanders. Mm-mm. Um, Smith? No. Y'all are in the right direction, though. So it is a running back. Yep. Walk oh, face. I know who it is. It's Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jim Brown won multiple MVPs. Walter Payton only won one. He had one in 1979. Barry Sanders only got one, too, as well. Yeah. Right? A lot of those running yeah. backs, they got one. But uh, Brown's the only one with multiple ones. Who wants to go next? Okay. Justin, you got it. Uh, So I kind of got a bold statement I want to make, but – uh. For the sake of this, um, I'm gonna just, uh, I don't know, best running back in the league, Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey? I think it's Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Henry on that one as well. No question about it. What if, what if injuries wasn't a problem? If we knew for a fact they could play 16 games, that changed anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you ask me in 2019, I'm gonna say McCaffrey and I mean, it, McCaffrey, he's – especially fantasy-wise, when he's on the field, the dude is the best player on – like, when he's suiting up, he's the best player on the field, 100%. Like – But he, ever since he got that bag, it's like he's just real worried – real brittle lately. So – <laughs> Yeah, I got to go with Henry. That guy's – Derek, Tank, man. Derek, he's a tank. Tank. You know, he, he, I think he finished like eighth or ninth in yards, and the dude didn't even play half the season. Like, dude put up like almost a grand in yards in like nine or eight games, something like that. I don't know. It's Henry all the way. He's the best running back in the league. No one can stop him. He's he's a monster. Derek Henry, I agree. All right, Brett, let's hear it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come here with a. NFL draft question. Um, we're a little bit ways away, but and you know, not too many of us probably know too much about the um, quarterbacks in this draft. But right now, if you just had to pick one, who would who would you say is the top rookie quarterback in this class? I know the the top big names. We got Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. Um, Sam Howell out of Desmond Ritter's up there. Desmond Ritter, yep, out of Cincinnati, and then Malik Willis out of Liberty. Um, I've been looking at a few early mocks, like early, like this is two even soon be writing up mocks, but you know, I'm gonna look at them because they're putting them out. I keep seeing Malik Willis or Corral as the first off the board. Um, I don't know much about the quarterbacks, I haven't watched much about them really. Uh, so I couldn't really give you an honest answer. Um, I know a lot of people like Kenny Pickett, but dude's last name's Pickett. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't drafted a quarterback <laughs> if his last name is Pickett. Like, that ain't happening. You think you think Pickett going to lead you to a Super Bowl, really? Pickett? Yeah, like, that. that I just can't see it happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too – too big on on college but saying that that's that's exactly what i was gonna say uh malik willis out of liberty and uh corral like i've seen like a little bit of highlights here and there um those are the two names that instantly jumped in my mind though i was thinking i'm like liberty liberty um yeah malik willis yeah that's the name malik willis and uh yeah the corral though yeah the, the, I mean, like, it's just a complete 180 of what we saw last season with the quarterbacks. You know, Travis Lawrence was playing for a long time at Clemson, dominating for a long time at Clemson. Justin Fields dominating at Ohio State for a long time. Uh, Zach Wilson kind of came out of the scene late. Trey Lance, you know, he was in, like, FBS, lower program, but even he was being talked about the year before. Like, it's just a, a, a complete 180. And the biggest name – going into the collegiate football season, who was going to be the number one overall pick was Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. he's not even at Oklahoma anymore. He's transferring. He's going to a different, you know, he's going to a different program. Like, I, I forgot about him. He's going to play another year? Yeah, he's going to play another South year. South Carolina, yep. Yeah. Okay. It's just, okay. it just doesn't, it's not working out. Like, I, I just, I, I, I never liked that dude at all. No, me neither. But, 
So who 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 you guys say? Uh, I'll, I don't know shit about Willis. him. I guess I'll go Malik Willis. I'm seeing him Malik as Malik Willis. All right, I'm, me right now. Yeah, I. I mean, last names aside, but I like I do like Kenny Pickett. He he just seems to seems to be the guy, um, and he played hurt last year, like not not this last season, but then, you know, had a, had a great year, Heisman candidate year, and it made me it made I mean no comparison at all, and I hate comparing people. Like, because it's just, I feel like it, it just sounds nice, you know, but like two people, they're two totally different people, you know, but it, it just made me think of Joe Burrow, like how Joe Burrow just came out of nowhere and nobody was really talking about Kenny Pickett. And then Kenny Pickett comes out of nowhere and plays like that fake slide, you know, like when he did that fake slide, like that just made me think like, that's just things like you can't coach, you know, and I can just see that, you know, mentally mental plays like that in the moment you know that that's got to translate to you know ma- him making other plays as well and one thing about the other quarter I I do like Corral too um just because looking at his stat line I mean he played in the SEC and he's dual threat but he he v- threw very very uh few interceptions so I thought that was something that was pretty interesting to look at because taking care of the football is huge, you know, and for him to be a dual threat guy, not throwing many picks, that was something I had my eye on. And then another thing is, um, yeah, I was hearing a lot of buzz about Malik Willis and how he might be the first quarterback off the board or second quarterback off the board, something like that. But something that just stuck out to me, was, I mean, does anybody even know where Liberty is? It has to be in Pennsylvania. I think it's, I don't, I don't know where Liberty's at, but anyways, um, they don't, you know, they don't play the top tier competition and Trey Lance, he came from, I think, I think Liberty's a little bit bigger than the school than Trey Lance came from, but Trey Lance had like ridiculous numbers, you know? He had ridiculous numbers where he was, so it kind of made a little sense. But Malik Willis, like, I'm pretty sure dude had 21 touchdowns and nine picks. So, like, stats don't – we don't know nothing about these guys, but it's just something that kind of looked alarming to me. Like, if you throw 21 touchdowns and nine picks, that's not really a good season in the NFL, maybe for your rookie season. But, I mean, you're not going to really want a guy that is averaging, like – two touchdowns forever or yeah an interception for every two touchdowns it's all right mr aaron Rodgers, we get it you know so it's just something something to keep an eye on but you know as we move on those were our guys that we first started with and as we get closer i'd like to see how it changes you know me too i'm excited i'm excited i'm already wanted to ask you know first impression who's the first guy right now yeah exactly i like that um yeah, as a Bear fan, I'm really looking forward to the offseason. I'm looking forward to free agency. I'm looking forward to the draft, especially because yeah. it's all fresh. You know, it's a new start. So this is – I'm already ready to fast forward the Super Bowl and get into the offseason. So, yeah, I really hate that I had to ask a damn draft question, bro. That that shows you how how much mentally I've moved on already. <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap it up for the Pinewood Perspective, episode number 21. Uh, we had a wait, great wait, show. Wait, Thank wait, you guys wait. for tuning in. Well, you got something to say? Yeah, I got I got a bold statement to make. I want to be right. the first one to get this out. So I had a premonition about uh about two nights ago. It's been kind of sitting on my on my heart rack. So two things. Number one, one is guaranteed. The other one is the maybe, maybe. Guaranteed the LA Chargers will make the playoffs next season. And number two. Justin Herbert may be in the MVP conversation. I don't oh, think either of them I'll, are bold. Yeah, I stamped that 100%. I don't think either of them are bold. I think those are good, those are good good statements. I think I think I think you know Herbert going to have a big 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 fantasy year. I just I think next year is the year that he he really break out. I mean, he already broke out his his, his rookie year, but you know what I mean? Like he solidifies himself as 
one of those guys. So uh, the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes guys for sure. For sure. Well, that's, that's a good way to end it. I like those statements. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Pinewood Perspective, episode number 21. Hope you guys enjoy championship weekend as much as we do. I'm Will G. I'm Justin Matthews. And this that's Brett White. Is, <laughs> and that's Brett White. And this is the Pinewood Perspective.